Welcome to another edition of The List, a right fiction podcast. We've got an amazing show for you all today about our favorite Christmas albums. Before we get started, if you love the pod, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on your listening app. It helps us reach new listeners like you. Also, be sure to check out our companion Spotify playlist with all our picks that we mentioned in the pod. The link is in the show details. Now, on to the show. It's Christmas time, my favorite time of the year. You have that feeling of family and love. That nice winter chill is in the air. Cinnamon and nutmeg are flowing like wine. All of your favorite Christmas movies are on TV. And of course, while you are baking or eating your holiday cookies, you are listening to your favorite Christmas music. A lot of folks start listening to Christmas music in late December. Not I. I start in September. I just love Christmas music. And to my surprise, the rest of the guys on the pod love it as well. So that is why this is a very, very, very special episode of The List, The Right Fiction Podcast, because today, Adam, Brendan, Freddie, and I are going all in on our favorite Christmas albums. We want to give you all the best music to listen to this holiday season, so this is a can't-miss episode. Um, so hang out with us for a bit, and let the nutmeg wash over you, and enjoy the show. Guys, we're here. It's Christmas. Yeah. It's Christmas time, guys. Woo-hoo. The best time of year. Jingle, and jingle. We're going to give our favorite. Come on. Come on. Give me some more. Give me some more juice tonight. It's Christmas yeah. time, guys. Who are you talking about? Enthusiasm. Come on. This is the time of wow. year where you just empty the bank Enthusiasm. account, guys. Empty the, the bank account. And uh... <laughs> well, you're the one that has to edit this if you want us to scream. <laughs> yeah. Scream it out. Uh, Adam, we are going to start with you, man. What is your number three favorite Christmas album of all time, man? All right. All right. Well, uh, to preface all of this is, um, I put on, I'm, you know, uh, I like, I think, uh, like a lot of us here are vinyl junkie. And when I decorate the tree with my family, I, I spend Christmas vinyl and this is, that's why my picks are all vinyl. But um, number three is one I just actually recently, maybe as of last year, I inherited this record. Uh, it's the Carpenter's uh, Christmas Portrait from the 1978. And I, I just like I, I inherit like, you know, from parents, friends, I get albums and stuff and I get this and I'm like, oh, OK, here's the Carpenter's take on Christmas songs. And I pop it on and it's just like this really ornate, traditional, old school thing. And it just blew me away. I kind of there's an honorable mention I'll mention later that it bumped out. But this is now my like my ornate traditional one that i put on it's just fantastic carpenters number three that is a wonderful album i really enjoy that album. I, I i revisited the whole album usually at christmas time you listen to just one song or you know two songs but mm-hmm. the whole album is such a treat um, it's it's just really well done yeah um so i'm gonna go with my number three album of the year uh not of the year <laughs> <laughs> number three favorite christmas album and it is uh called the christmas song um it's uh 1962 nat king cole um and this is actually is a kind of a, a little bit of a reissue of an album um called the magic of christmas by nat king cole released in 1960 um 
but the one that I included um, had had the 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 Christmas song, the Christmas song, the Christmas song on it, and uh, I just had to include the, um, this album just because of that one song, and um, it's the maybe the best Christmas song ever. Um, so yeah, so that's my number three favorite album, and then the rest, of, like I just say, the the rest of the album is just gives you that warm blanket and you just you're you you have the you know the the cinnamon in your tea and you're just you're just doing it so that's my number three favorite christmas album brandon give it to us aaron thank three. you thank you i am getting all the warm fuzzies already so i'm gonna start my list with a party my number three pick i'm going a soulful christmas with mr james brown and for me, this is what I put on. I have it on vinyl. I put it on when I have to wrap gifts because I hate wrapping gifts. And this gets me moving around and engaged with that process. It makes it not so bad. It is like the the spoonful of sugar that I need to put the medicine down. So it's a great record. It starts off with Santa Claus Go Straight to the Ghetto, which yeah. is so awesome. And then towards the end, you've got some really, like it's got depth to it. You think it's like a standard James Brown record that's just going to be pumping at the same tempo the whole way through but it's got a lot of depth let's unite the whole world for christmas all sorts of stuff man it's just um it's a lot of fun so i think it's a great record and that's why it's my number three nice nice we'll we'll, we'll return to that one freddie yeah what is your number three favorite christmas album my number three also has the christmas song on it but as sung by bob dylan Bob Dylan made a Christmas album in 2009 called Christmas in the Heart. And he used his live band, for the most part, in this studio. And he sings these songs pretty straight. I don't know if you guys checked it out at all. But yeah, he it, does. Yeah, he does. He actually vocally sounds pretty good. I wouldn't so, go that far, but... <laughs> <laughs> he does sing them straight, though. He does sing them straight, though. <clears throat> It's my number three. You're making me choke. <clears throat> um, <laughs> um, I mean, just to hear Dylan sing Christmas songs, it's worth the price of admission. So, yes, number three, Bob Dylan's 2009 album, Christmas in the Heart. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so we go back up to you, Adam. Adam, your number two favorite christmas album of the year come on get bring bring the fuzzies and the warmies and the the buzzies that's that's the that's the calm yeah uh my number two <laughs> uh my number two is uh, uh this is my uh, my my top two here there's the more fun jump around ones and this one is uh from 1964 it's the beach boys christmas album I mean, like, you know, you got like little St. Nick on there and a few more other like, you know, ones they did and they did the other traditional. It's just it's the Beach Boys at their kind of their their peak, really. Uh, and, and just it's it's fun. It's it's happy. It it makes me think of like ornaments on palm trees. It's a you know, it's a nice it's a nice ship from the traditional carpenters one. You, you know, it's nice having variety in the Christmas playlist and uh, Beach Boys fit the bill there for me. Number two. Nice. Very nice pick. Uh, so it's my turn here. Uh, my number two favorite Christmas album. And um, so I'm actually going with, uh, I guess, a more recent one um, released in 2003. And it's by Harry Connick Jr. 
and it's called Harry for the Holidays. Um, on the cover, he's looking very sultry uh, and sexy, sitting on some sort of red box. Um, some and, sort uh, of a red box. Yeah, it's very sultry. Um, that's not why I chose this album, though. <laughs> you're, you're really explaining I, that cover. <laughs> and yet, the first thing you bring up. <laughs> well, it just kind of gives you that sultry. Kind of, if you think of Harry Connick Jr., it kind of like puts you in that like, okay, we're, this is kind of like in a little bit of adulty kind of thing. Yeah, holiday um, martini. Holiday martini. That's that's totally. Yeah. Um. Anyways, he, the album is uh, stupendous. Um. You know, one of the, the the track that really got me is this track called Silent Night. It's a song called Silent Night. <laughs> you ever heard this song? Hey, have you heard this one? I've heard of it. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so it's called silent night the way he does it it's just so good it's just like there's a little trumpet solo and he kind of brings it like it's just like uh it's just so cool and rocking and laid back but also so uh, vibing so that's my number two favorite christmas album of all time and uh i'll kick it to you brenner what's yours my number two, now for something completely different, I went with the National Treasure of Ireland, The Bells of Dublin by The Chieftains. And I think this is a great record. It's got a lot of really traditional stuff on there. This makes me feel like, um, almost like I'm going to church because I don't tend to go to church around Christmas time or, or any other time. But this is like kind of puts me in that in that channel. And something about the bells and the pipes and the singing, it's just really joyous for me. And I think it's great all the way through. It's um, just a really a beautiful melding of Christmas music with Irish folk. Couldn't agree more. Right on. That, that is very, very stellar record. Um, Adam. I mean, no, no sorry. No, not me. Just <laughs> <laughs> keep your Freddy. friend. Freddie, yes. you're number yes. two. Your number two my Christmas number two. album of all time. My uh, number which, two. Which, 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 oh man, it, it hurts my heart, but go ahead. What hurts your heart? That's number two. The one that I'm about to talk about? Yes. All right. Well, it might even hurt your heart more when I tell you why. <laughs> my number two pick is A Charlie Brown Christmas. And the reason I picked this album. Obviously, the playing is great, you know, jazz versions, piano trio. But this album reminds me of my dearly departed friend, Lee Schusterman, the late, great Lee Schusterman. He would play these songs all year round. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's how much he loved this music. But you can count on. Right around, starting around Thanksgiving, if you ran into him at the Dawson and he had his piano with him, he was going to play something from this record. Usually, I think skating was uh, one of his favorites yeah. to play. But uh, it's just, you know, the music, it's, you just put it on, leave it in the background, smell the nutmeg, and go about your business. Number yeah. two, Vince yeah. Guaraldi. A Charlie Brown Christmas. No, my 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 issue is that it's not number one. That's my issue. Oh, my Ooh. issue Whoa. is not number one. But uh, wow. well, that's we'll, we'll, we'll say that one. Yeah, we'll yeah, that yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Um, Adam, back to you, man. This is it. This is it. This is a uh, 
you're going to help people. You're going to make or break Christmas right here. Um, well, I'm for, make for so it. many for so many families out there. I ain't breaking nobody's Christmas, all right? Uh, <laughs> your number one favorite Christmas album of all time. Uh, Go this, for it. This one is yeah. This one was a nice find at the Philly Record Exchange for a, just a, a mere couple of dollars, and uh, yeah, the Jacksons Christmas album, circa 1970. And I think um, why I think why I ha- I had to pick this as my number one is that uh, you have like the best sounding kid of all time singing Christmas songs. Like it's just awesome. He kills. It. I mean, the Santa Claus is coming to town is just out of sight, just blows the roof off. I did hear Imani when years ago when York Street was doing it. She was, I think she sang. Yeah, that. she kills it. It's humble, yeah, and that, and I think that drew me to the Jackson's album even more. Amani's just killing it, of that. But uh, I don't know. This one's just ton of fun. It's tons of fun. This is one. Of, this is the, this is one I put on early in the decorating to get you know trying to get the lights through because the lights are you know kind of a slog. It's the least fun part is doing the lights. So I'm like, give me something peppy. And yeah, Jackson's number one. Wow, that's a great pick, man. That's a great pick. Um, I'm gonna see your pick and raise you, uh, a Stevie Wonder. For my number fa- number one favorite album pick, there. Um, Stevie Wonder. Uh, it's like the the twentieth century masters thingy. It's actually called Someday at Christmas, and it was released in uh, nineteen sixty seven. Uh, all the original tracks, and um, this album is just the best. It has uh, Someday at Christmas, um, you know, Christmas song. What Christmas means to me. Come on. Um, and then my personal favorite on this album, Ave Maria. I know all the words, guys. All the words. <laughs> um, so that's my number one favorite Christmas album of all time. Stevie Wonder. Christmas. Um, Brendan, back to you, buddy. Okay. My number one. And if nothing else, Christmas always makes me feel kind of nostalgic. So my number one is certainly a reflection of that. This reminds me of my childhood I went with A Very Special Christmas Volume 2. And for those who don't know, I think they're still making these, but the original, the early ones for me are the best. And this, uh, The Very Special Christmas, probably one of the one of the nicest things that Jimmy Iovine ever did. One of the kindest things he ever did. He was this, one of the spearheaded producers of this one. It was a fundraiser for the Special Olympics. The artwork is very iconic by Keith Haring. And they're all compilations of various artists doing Christmas music. Uh, and some of the heaviest of the heavyweights are on here. And for my money, the best modern day Christmas song, as far as like an original composition, Christmas All Over Again by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Great Christmas song. It's a lot of fun. It sounds like Tom Petty doing Christmas music, but in his own way. But you've got so much more. You also have the Christmas song. Luther Vandross does that. There's the Sinatra Cindy Lauper duet. There's Boys to Men. There's Aretha's on there doing No Christmas Tree, in which she goes bilingual on it. It's just got something for everybody. It's incredible. So that is my number Including, one. Including uh, Michael Bolton? Yeah, that one I tend to skip over. <laughs> He's a nice guy. He is a nice, a nice guy. guy. <laughs> He's a nice guy. There you go. But hey, 19 tracks and one you skip, that's pretty good. That's yeah. Not bad. Very good. Very good. Uh, Freddie, you're closing it down. What's your number one favorite Christmas yeah. album of all time? A Christmas gift for you from Phil Spector, which, you know, I really wasn't aware of this album until um, it was, I was, when I was working at Disc Makers, we were manufacturing these box sets. Uh, I think it was called Back to Mono. It was a box set of vinyl of a retrospective 
of all of Phil Spector's career before he got locked up. And uh, this was a bonus record inside the box. And I put it on and I was like, holy cow, the wrecking crew, say no more. Every track is swinging. You know, uh, you know, the Springsteen version of Frosty the Snowman. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's where they took it from. This is right. the original. The Ronettes singing Frosty the Snowman. Uh, you know, the Crystal. I mean, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Not Frosty the Snowman. The Crystal singing Santa Claus is coming to town. Ronettes, Frosty the Snowman. Uh, Darlene Love, Winter Wonderland. Um, it's incredible. Yeah. On and on and on. That gave her like a, a, a career-long gig. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Um, yeah, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. I mean, all the classics. But it's basically Darlene Love, the Ronettes, Crystals. Darlene Phil- Love, Ronettes, Crystals. And Phil Spector. <laughs> What's that? And Phil Spector's A Wall of Sound. Yes, exactly. So that's my number one. All great picks, guys. Uh, We have some discussion coming up. Um, I have some uh, points to make with certain people. And uh, we'll come back after a short break uh, with some more discussion. Hold on. And um, so we have a ton of great picks and a ton of great music to talk about. Um, but the first one I want to talk about is um, Adam is your number three pick, the a Christmas Portrait, 1978, The Carpenters. And um, the reason I would like to talk about this is, um, you know, I gave this a, a really good listening to on our Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you're listening to it on just the radio, they hear they play a couple of songs and you don't really get the feel of the whole entire album. And, um there's really some like it's it's a it's low it's a low-key hip album there's like some really interesting musical things happening um throughout the album um do you listen to it um uh just do you you hear some of those like interesting musical things beyond just like the the straight the straightness that you would hear on the radio oh yeah yeah i mean there's i mean uh it's almost it is almost a conceptual christmas album almost it's almost you know uh, um with that overture, that's nice. Yeah, and and really, I say when when I initially I uh, saying I from a, a family friend got a whole bunch of albums, and you know, I mean, I, I probably have seven or eight Christmas vinyl. I'm not like over the top with it because I try to keep a good rotation. But I was, I picked that. I pick it. I never, you know, aside from some of the radio stuff, uh, I pick it up. I'm like, huh. I was like, okay, you know, I like Karen Carpenter's voice. This will be kind of an interesting. And I pop it on. I'm just like, they just went above and beyond with the production on it, and it just like. And it threw me, and it's like I kind of stopped what I was doing and kind of just sat down and listened to the album. And it's just, it just, yeah, it, it, it wouldn't have. I mean, saying I've only known it the album in its entirety for a year, it, it you know, and I, I, it would have, I would have had a different number three if we did this a year ago. But I, I'm just, right. it's a great. It's just, it's just a lot. You know, I didn't think Carpent the Carpenters had that level of depth. I think maybe that's yeah, what it was, it's right? very rich. Yeah. It's very. I mean, like the harmonies are like crazy good. 
and then so there's there's also the, like the one specific point that I made a point uh, uh, to bring up is uh, uh Merry Christmas, darling. The, at the end, um, is so good. Like with the harmonies, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, darling. It's just so rich. Um, the one thing that isn't rich about this album mm-hmm. is uh, in that one song, Sleigh Ride. <clears throat> I listen to it, and every time I hear it. I hear. I feel like I'm listening to Kermit Frog, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Do you, you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, a little bit there, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, every time uh, he sings, I Kermit a, the Frog pops in my head. I have an issue with this song in general. I mean, this that version is doesn't do it any favors, but I feel like the song is at its best as an instrumental. Every lyrical version of Sleigh Ride I've ever heard, I'm I'm just not loving. Even even on oh. the um the Phil Spector Christmas gift, like I just. I, I love that record too, but the sleigh ride is not my favorite. It's just a bunch of syllables, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's why it belongs as an instrumental. I think it started out life that way. Well, it's yeah. fast too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's hard to fit in all those words. Yeah. Um, one thing that I'm thinking about this uh, Carpenter's album is it might be the Wrecking Crew playing on that too. Oh, I didn't even check the. Yeah, I should. Yeah, check because I know that Hal Blaine was the drummer of record on most of the car, even though Karen was a killer drummer. A lot of people don't realize that she could really play. Yeah. Like she yeah, could play. Like you know, but Hal Blaine, you know, maybe was her teacher. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I'm thinking maybe it, I'm looking at the Wikipedia article. It doesn't show. <laughs> It just shows the writers. Just the writers, yep. But I'm thinking maybe it's that that crew. Just an Uh, aside. Yeah, something to look, something to uh, yeah, something to look up. So, um, switching gears a little bit, um, to talk about another album that was just completely new to me, um, and uh, that I thoroughly enjoyed, and now it's definitely making my top, uh, you know, ten list in the future. Is that. Uh, is Brendan's your album, The Bells of Dublin, The Chieftains? Um, that was incredible. I listened to this thing like five times through, nice. and uh, it was so good. Every time was just incredible. Like uh, I just felt like I was in my homeland of Ireland, um, walking around <laughs> doing what the, the uh, people of Ireland do. Aaron O'Brown, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was just uh, I just it's weird. I just I picture myself there and. I don't know. I I um I've gone to the um the Commodore Barry Club, and uh, when I go in there, it's just like you're going into Ireland, like when those big uh, celebration things happen, and uh, that's what that's what it made me feel like listening to this album. And uh, specifically, there was like one point um on uh, on St. Stephen's Day uh, murder, uh, is one of, which is one of the songs on the album. They hit one of the chords in the verses that is just so great. The musically, the whole thing is amazing. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit more. So, are you Irish, Brennan? I supposedly have a lot of Irish heritage in my family lineage. Yes. Does that? So does does this harken back to your Irish roots? It's so funny, man. Like I, I just don't have any strong feelings of nationalism towards any other country because I was born here. So. I'm just not one of those. So that's a no. That's a no. That's a no. But um, a lot of my family is. So maybe there's a certain amount of of just again nostalgia and just all of the warm feelings 
of um of Christmas when I put this record on. Right on. And have you other guys um have you kind of heard of this before before putting it on the playlist? Uh Freddie or Adam? Yeah, I've periphery. Heard, I've heard some of the songs. Uh I like that song, The Rebel Jesus. The great tune. Yeah. Oh. There's a lot of great songs on there. Yep. Yep. The are great, man. As I said, they're a real treasure. Like I think that they they carry the torch of Irish folk music really well, and they're totally. they love collaborating too. So there is a lot of records that they've worked on with very well known artists where the chieftains just sort of pop up, and it's cool. I mean that those instruments are are very specific to that genre, but it's amazing how well they can blend with other genres of music. Totally. Right. Right. Um, switching gears again. Um, Going to Christmas in the Heart, Bob Dylan. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Let's take off the glove. There's, there's, no, there's no Christmas camaraderie right now. Let's get into uh, it. Let, let, well, let me start with the good. Let me start with the positive. Yes. Um, the recording of the songs, the production values, as I like to say, are strong. The force is strong with this thing. Well, he produced is, it. Jack Snow. The music is so good i mean the music is incredible um his, his band is incredible oh the band is kicking They're the great. recording now when i hear the vocals i'm just like oh i'm so disappointed everything <laughs> is everything is such at a height um a height of um you know goodness that as soon as i hear his vocals i'm like oh i just wish he had someone else come in and do that for him <laughs> um, well that's kind of why i like it the char- part of the charm for me is bob dylan singing these songs straight you know what i mean like in his own way i that's the charm that's part of the charm for me gotcha at least and that's not the charm for me (laughs) and that's why it's number three gotcha What, what, what do you guys think are you guys do you guys do you guys accept the charm are you guys indifferent to the charm uh what what do you think adam I like having variety in, in, in the, you know, in, in the Christmas selections, you know, you, you know, uh, you don't want to have all of the same presents under the tree. You want a couple of the different things and, 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 and I mean, really the, this is the shock of the century that you didn't like Bob Dylan's vocals. I can't, I can't believe it. <laughs> I gotta, but, um, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I, I do like, I like, I like having some charm in there. You know what I mean? It's okay. What about you, Brendan? What about you, Brendan? All right, I'll say this. I he's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's a nice guy. Uh, I think I think the jury's out on that. But I will say this: I have been I have been in for many a transformation of Dylan and his voice. You guys know I love the Born Again era. Oh Mercy is one of my favorite Dylan records, and there's a lot of a lot of records where I'm like, cool, he's really finding his way and he's finding his strength in his the the current state of his voice late Dylan. I really struggle with because I want to focus on the message and the writing because that's always his strong suit. And there's none of that here because it's all Christmas music. So it's really struggle with him. It like almost subconsciously trying to be on equal footing as like the legendary crooners that have really owned these songs. And he is not that, you know, that's not what he does. And I think, this record for me falls short because it's kind of trying to be that whether it's set out to be or not uh, for him it's straight but compared to other right go ahead adam adam what do you get all right well well so aaron um you, you i see you you know with your bing album or not bing uh your um 
Nat King Cole album. That's why I, I, I used to have uh, Bing as one of my options, but Carpenter's k- kicked him out. Although, but uh, so is it, Aaron, do you like, you know, with the Bing, uh, I keep on saying Bing. With the Nat King Cole, it's like it, you like that, that traditional feel more than like the, uh, the modern, although I know Stevie mm-hmm. was your number one, but. Uh, well, I mean, tr- tr- tradition is like relative, right? So yeah, um, for me, like um there's like two kind of tradition like the the broader traditional feel well the knacking coals or frank sinatra so frank sinatra a jolly christmas from frank sinatra is like one of my um honorable mentions mm-hmm. um same thing with like i was thinking also about that bing crosby yeah it's just classic album and you know just those classic you know it, even andy williams i love me some andy williams christmas music <laughs> um that, that 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 sort of thing it's just like a warm blanket you put on and you're just like and it's just so awesome, right? Um, but also for me, the traditional is like, is all that Motown Christmas stuff. Like the, all like, Merry right. Christmas from the Temptations. Like all, all <laughs> of that stuff, you know what I mean? So um, that Stevie Wonder Christmas, the, you know, your your pick, or I think it was your pick, the, um, was it your pick? Jackson? The, uh, the Jacksons, yeah. Like yeah. the Jacksons, yeah. Supremes, like Temptations, all of that stuff is, um, and actually, uh, one of the things, I, another thing I was considering is um, is putting on, as an honorable mention, would be um, the Luther Vandross uh, uh, Christmas album. Except for, um, you know, it, I love, and, that, and that's what I heard growing up, right? So that's like the sentimental mm-hmm. value. And that one song on, on your album, um, uh, Very Special Christmas 2, Brandon, mm-hmm. um, I, I love that, that song. And I, I, lo- I looked at the album and I was like, that song is amazing, but every all the other songs just get way too like too much that thing. <laughs> and so fair. I was like, I got I gotta pull back. I gotta pull back. But um but yeah, so but I think for me it's just like that there's like kind of two traditions, like that broader, like you know, sixty a sixties Motown tradition and then fifties and forties and that sort of like, you know, that um what's that what's that um that movie? Um uh It's a Wonderful Life kind of uh, vibe. Yeah. yeah. You know, that kind of vibe. So while you brought up the Luther Vandross, this was something that I was thinking of as we were going around with our picks. While, and while the gloves are off, we have many versions of the Christmas song yep. amongst us on our list. I just think it would be a good exercise to do a little comparison and a little side by side of these various versions and and perhaps even take a, take a poll of which we like the best. So Luther Vandross was one of them. As you mentioned, we also have... <laughs> Look at you, Freddie. I'm looking. Uh, who else did one? Well, of course, Nat King Cole. There's Come on, the Nat King Cole. Right. That to me, that's the pentultimate version. I'm sure Mel Torme did a good version because he wrote the song. Yeah. Vince, yet, so, Vince Guaraldi. Vince Guaraldi did one too. Vince Guaraldi trio. Yep. They had one. Right. Stevie did one. I think the the young young Jacksons did. I think that's right. Nice. Yep. Yeah, we've got like half a dozen versions of this. So I will I will happily uh, yield back to Mr. Nat King Cole. I do think that is my favorite version. Absolutely. The Luther version is good, but it's a little too late 80s, early 90s for me. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, Marcus Miller is a great book. I mean, yeah. So is that like, that guy so, that wrote the butt? That's the butt guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the butt guy. <laughs> Here to for no naps. If we keep I, I did wanna... that, it'll stick. Oh, yeah. Hey, I wanted to throw one little nugget in just um, on, on a standalone song that is my wife, uh, Freya's favorite Christmas song. It is the uh, Bing Crosby, David Bowie, Little Drummer Boy. 
which is oh, that's up there. Nice. Sure. That's a nice standalone right there. Uh, oh, Christmas yeah. in New York. Yeah, mm. Pogues or Pogues. Yeah, it's great. I don't know great that song, song at all. Yeah, never heard it. You never know, heard it. That's Check up there it out. for me with a, a a I I guess what if we were to classify traditional versus non traditional to me it's <coughs> a, more of a modern non traditional Christmas song. Yeah, that's mm. great. Totally. Yeah, the language. I mean, yeah. there's a couple of words in there that are uh, suspect. <laughs> One in particular. Uh, I wanted I wanted to pose this question to the forum because I have always this is what I, I always come back to this when I start getting deep into the Christmas uh, thing is uh what is it about Christmas compared to any other holiday that gets all these songs and and I mean like I mean there's like Thanksgiving yeah there's a couple I mean Adam Sandler and whatever but like as a joke but then like Easter like what what is it about Christmas uh that they get all the they get all the holiday songs. There's no like there's no other robust collection of holiday songs, uh, non religiously speaking. Caroling. Oh, that's true. Have, but then you could have you something can't car- you can, to do with it. You can carol and, before and, Easter. And and the religious and non religious kind of Oh yep, there it is. It's, go yeah, together. It's the it's the You're gonna hear them both on uh, oldies radio, which starts playing it right at Thanksgiving and doesn't play anything else. <laughs> Until Christmas, until December twenty sixth, which is, and then, and then it just drives the, me mad. Actually, and it becomes the year in review. Yeah, uh. yeah. I think yeah, I think you're right. Um, that th- that tradition of caroling as a thing, like way before maybe, I don't know. There there was like you know before you know, radio, before radio and all that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. And I think that's probably a good point for it um and because i guess in in that religion the religious thing it's it's a i guess it's a big deal and uh and uh so that that's my kind of take on what on how the you know and then also it's a big money maker right so people are buying gifts and stuff and True. they're going out and they want to feel you know good about spending their money right <laughs> so so let's let's give them a reason to feel good about dropping all the cash and it's a big money maker for the artist, for and slash songwriter because it's every year if you have a uh, if you've written or sung a Christmas hit, quote unquote, every yeah. year you're getting paid. You get ching, paid. Ching, like, ching. I yeah. think I, I don't know I don't know the facts on this, but I you know that Mariah Carey, Carey album that probably is probably her biggest money maker. I and it just I don't know any of the facts, but like in my head I'm like it's gotta be that album is yeah. just like. I mean, people are making those records that everybody's buying her record again or listening to it yeah. every single year. Like she releases, you know, a new album and it's like cool for a couple months, but then it's gone and you don't really revisit it. But that right. album, shucks. Yep. Every single year you come back to that album. That's right. And not to say, you know? I mean, to say nothing of the touring that would normally take place this time of year. You've, right. The Letterman era, Darling Love, every year. I mean, Michael Buble, yeah. I think he's really parlayed an entire career. Career. <laughs> out of, out of <laughs> I mean, even <clears throat> so far as like Trans-Siberian Orchestra, people love yes. every year they show up for that. I was yeah. going to, I was going to mention them. Um, yeah. and now they've you made have. a career. <laughs> <laughs> they made a career out of Christmas. Yep. Basically. Right. Yeah, and yeah. they have it down pat. Apparently, what they do is they hire locally wherever they're going. As far as like filling out the orchestra, I think it's like a core member of musicians, and then 
they just huh. have the whole show so streamlined where they show up and they rehearse that day with whoever the orchestra is and they have all the music and the light cues and everything just like very much um efficiently done so right they have a show by now what about wow. uh Mannheim steamroller did they do a christmas thing it yeah. seems to me they would it would be that kind of uh group to do that that's actually know. all i know of them is their christmas stuff yeah 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 and even 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 so i think uh, uh thinking about all, all you guys are saying is like it really comes down to money and i'm thinking also about that motown stuff it's like i bet you barry goyer was like look we can make a lot of money yep every single year if we just put out some some Christmas albums, you know what I mean? Like sure every year. And it, it is, um, yeah, it's like consume, consume, consume. And yeah, let, let's consume some tunes. And it's an interesting thing that happened in the later part of the 20th century with, as you said earlier, I mean, the whole, the whole driving force behind this tradition is Christianity. But then people figured out that you could make money if you wrote music that didn't allude to any sort of spirituality whatsoever. And then it became, well, now right. it's all holiday music. And Freddie, as you mentioned, a lot of great Christmas music was written by non-Christians. Right. So it's interesting that like, it's all about that. It's all about that dollar and especially the, the consuming and the giving and all of that. It's just a lot of yeah. money going back and forth. Yeah. You, you know, the weird part, well, not the weird part, but like um, just going back to that Chieftains album, I listening to it, I didn't feel like it was about money. I didn't. Maybe it's me, or maybe I'm just like out of the, out of it, or whatever. But when I listened to it, I, I didn't feel the money grab like I feel um, with some of the, like the other picks, like um, even that Stevie Wonder album. Like, I feel, yeah, that's a money grab, but it's cool. It's wonderful. It's my favorite Christmas album, but it's a money grab. Yeah. But I didn't feel All that right. way with like that Chieftains album. I don't, maybe it's just because it's cultural <coughs> and I don't understand it or whatever. But maybe. No, it's a, it's a fair point. I think I think it depends on your motivation. Like some of some of my favorite Christmas music too is done like on a pipe organ, like like um, Royal David City, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. Like a lot of the a lot of the older stuff because there's a pureness to it because there's you you would like to think there's not a money factor in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do want to uh, circle back to one specific album and um that we, we we didn't necessarily talk about that much is uh the christmas album by the jackson five and so um adam you were kind of mentioning how like you know it's like one of the greatest vocalists ever kind of um as know, a kid as a kid just like doing it and i would argue that the best vocalist on that album was actually a fella named Jermaine. oh and, uh specifically um we when we talk going back to your point uh brendan probably my number two version of this song the christmas song this has jermaine on the lead vocals there um and then also have yourself a merry little christmas oh he crushes that yeah he does. jermaine can blow and i he doesn't <laughs> get his uh he doesn't get his due and on that album those are the songs that I listen to more, except for Give Love on Christmas. That's the best song. But I mean, let's get serious. Song. Let's get serious. Jermaine is the best. Yes. <laughs> yeah. he, he, Over, <laughs> overshadowed by that other guy. <laughs> Some other guy. Does, does he have any solo albums? I think Who? he does. Jermaine. Uh, he has a bunch, but yeah, nobody man. listens to them. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm like, yeah. I think he's got them, but I mean, 
They're not, they're no Ben. That's not Ben, you know? No. You never, you never heard Let's Get Serious? That song was a hit, man. Uh, that's no, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little out of the loop, I guess. That song was a hit. Uh, yeah. You don't I, remember I, I, that? Uh, you're too young. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I was like negative nine when that probably came out. <laughs> well, if can we just for a minute talk about uh, the the correlation between Christmas music and shall we say morally dubious characters? Like just the irony of Phil Spector putting out like one of the I think one of the coolest and most beautiful Christmas albums ever, and like his name is stamped right on it. And first of all, like when do you ever have a producer as like the 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 banner name on a record like he made a point to be like this is my christmas gift to you yeah yeah uh if only if only putting out such a beautiful record could um have some sort of karmic value to it but uh, i think it does not well yeah you shoot someone in the face and that's what happens so (laughs) (laughs) i mean he was always no i mean it it is it is interesting uh on that front yeah that's uh also yeah just the whole idea i never thought about it like that with like the you don't really see any other producers jumping out like like that. Well, yeah, now like DJ Khaled or whatever. So it's like Phil Spector, DJ Khaled, and uh, you know, like Rip Rubin uh, doesn't do that, does he? No, oh. not his vibe. Uh, yeah, see, Timbaland, Jimmy Iovine, <laughs> maybe I don't know. No, I mean he's he's just more of just a he a did pres- a presence because he did he did the very special Christmas ones and no his name is not on that cover and you'd think if anywhere it would be there yeah <laughs> yeah that would be the most concerned so you know we're kind of we're kind of heading down to the the end here but I just wanted to kind of uh, so t- we took a look at all our lists and I know some other people picked uh, records that I would have picked first um, is that you know. Is that the same case for any of you guys? Did any any of us like pick pick what you were going to pick? And then uh, just to fully kind of encapsulate it is of all these picks, wh- which which do you think is the top? Uh, I'll go. I'll go to you uh, first, Adam. Oh, great! Uh, so it's <laughs> the least amount of thinking. Well, no, um, I I came in second. That's sometimes when we when we do these playlists. Sometimes getting in there first. I didn't get there first, but I got in second, and I I got mine in. So my number one is my true number one. Mm. But saying I, I have always been narrowed to, to the vinyl, but now but now, because I do have Bluetooth on my receiver on my on my you know in my music room, I might just throw this current Spotify playlist available on Spotify in on, the show on repeat and a shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, ching, I just got a nickel. Uh <laughs> 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 but uh I, I might just put this play- <laughs> if i just put this playlist on repeat or on not repeat on shuffle and, and and you know for like christmas day and stuff just let it ride it's great it's because we i have to say we, we our, our musical acumen combined is pretty fantastic and we got a nice variety here true it's very diverse very diverse true, true. uh freddie freddie what, what do you yeah. think about uh kind of what i was saying about, well uh... <laughs> funny you should mention that aaron because I made sure that the minute that you texted us the playlist, I jumped on it because yes, I did. know some things about Christmas music. It's not something that I would say I'm super knowledgeable about, but those three albums or two of those three are definitely, I think, the top two. Christmas albums ever made 
and I wanted to make sure that I was able to grab them in my list because otherwise I don't know what I was going to I was throw anything up there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So Okay, okay. Yeah. Brandon, so let's go to the got? third and fourth picks. Yeah, the guys, <laughs> guys that had to wade through. Yes, I, I will say exactly. with, with all of my Christmas shaking of fist fury. I, um, yeah, Freddie, you got there first, man, because like I have the I have the green vinyl. I have the piano sheet music of the Charlie Brown Christmas record. Right, I love that right, record right. Ever since I was a wee child. And that, right. that's my secret number one for sure. Oh, right. that's my non-secret number one. I had the vinyl. I've been listening to it like September. I just I put it on and and uh, Labor Day. <laughs> put that yeah. sucker on. <laughs> here's here's some hot takes though on that album. Uh, my favorite tunes are the Pumpkin Waltz and the Thanksgiving theme. So two non Christmas songs uh-huh, on that. Uh-huh. Album. Uh-huh. Ah, Talk about take, money. I take. mean, after after they hit so well with that one, then you then you found the other Charlie Brown episodes coming out. Yeah, yeah. Um, great so, pumpkin yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah absolutely um so but uh oh i guess uh overall my take is the greatest christmas album of all time is that vince guaraldi trio album uh well, i think uh, that's a i think we have that's a three out of four resounding uh endorsement for uh yeah only one is not is freddie i guess because he <laughs> didn't want to put it at number two. Oh wow <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I, no, actually, I'm I'm Jackson's still. Uh, okay. I think okay. that's a that's a first on the list is to give somebody a hard time for not ranking something high enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely a first. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I hope uh, everyone had uh, a great time listening to us today, um, given our favorite Christmas albums. I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas holiday, and uh, love each other. And give each other hugs and stuff, and uh, eat all the nutmeg and cinnamon you can. Um, Do what the cinnamon challenge? Eat all the er- everyone eat all the cinnamon challenge and <laughs> and the nutmeg challenge and uh, nutmeg challenge. And you're a hot toddy. Gonna be spicy. Yeah. yeah. So from the right fiction, uh, Freddie, Adam, and Brandon, and I, uh, Merry Christmas to you, one and all, and to all. A good night. Right fiction. <laughs> <laughs>